Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, folks. It is a catch up with Ronin 7. Man, it's been a while since I've done one of these. You know how this podcast works. It is unplanned. It is authentic. There's, It's just off the top of my head is where I'm going to answer these, or talk, essentially. And for this episode, it's actually a two-part episode. Because I found myself just talking a lot, which is what I'm really good at doing. I do a little too much at times. But um, basically, I put up a question on my Instagram, ask me anything. And I got a load of good responses. And I've chosen a couple of those questions to base this episode, number seven, and the next episode, number eight, off. So, a catch-up at Ronin 7 is based on these three questions. Where do you live? Why did you move to Canada? And what is your dream vacation? So these are the three questions that I was asked. And I'm going to answer them right now. Are you listening? Because here we go. All right, let's let's start off with question number one. Well, obviously, we're going to start with question number one. And it was, where do you live? You know, this is a real common question in English, and you're probably thinking, oh great, Ronan is answering basic questions again. But let's really examine this type of question. Let's really dissect this type of question, and let's really see what we can learn from it. So, some good phrases I often use to um, describe where I live right now. Well, number one would be situated. Situated. And it has to be followed by a preposition. So situated in, situated on, or situated beside. So I live in a town called Kelowna, which is situated in the Okanagan Valley of British Columbia, Canada. I live in Kelowna, which is situated on Lake Okanagan, I live in Kelowna, which is situated beside Lake Okanagan. And if you say a place is situated in, on, or beside, you're talking about where it is geographically. Like, what is it beside? What is near it? My hometown is situated on the Atlantic Ocean. My hometown is situated beside the coast. My hometown is situated in the west of Ireland. But I'm not living in my hometown because I'm a goddamn immigrant. Yeah. Now, you could also say uh, located in. You know, um, I live in Kelowna, which is located in British Columbia. Which is located about um, one hour from the USA. Uh, More like 90 minutes from the USA. Surrounded by is another one that I use a lot. You know, I live in Kelowna and Kelowna is surrounded by lots of mountains. Surrounded by nature. To be honest, it's one of the main reasons I moved to Canada. A lot of people ask me like, oh, um... What is Kelowna known for? And there's a lot of different answers for that type of question. You know, it's known for being a very expensive town. It's known for being a retirement town, actually. You know, a lot of people like to retire in Kelowna. But one thing that it's also, like, really, really famous for 
It is renowned for wine. W-I-N-E, wine. Now, I'm not a big wine drinker myself, but I do love going to vineyards. Vineyards are the places where they grow grapes and they sell wine. So, I'm not a huge fan of wine, but Kelowna is renowned for wine. And Kelowna is famous for iced wine. Iced wine or iced wine? I'll need to check that one. Iced wine is when you pick the grapes in the middle of winter. And they're like, they're obviously frozen grapes. And are really cold grapes. I'm not entirely sure of the process. I probably should not be talking about it. But um, yeah, it's a very expensive type of wine to get. Iced wine. And... um, Fun fact, if you actually work in a vineyard and you pick grapes and you pick the frozen grapes, you can make a hell of a lot of money doing that. So a lot of people do that in the um, in the winter months in Canada. They pick frozen or very cold grapes, but it's a harsh job to do. Um, another way you could talk about where you live would be... Um, Describing how far you are from another city or another landmark. So I live in Kelowna. Kelowna is about a three and a half hour drive from Vancouver. I live in Kelowna, which is only about a 90 minute drive from the US border. You know, it's actually fairly close. So think about it. Where do you live? Where are you living right now? What are you situated or where are you situated in? What are you situated on? What are you situated beside? I'm situ- my hometown is situated on the Atlantic Ocean, Lake Okanagan, the Shannon River, for example. You might say my hometown is located in where you're living now is it famous for anything what is it famous for what is it renowned for renowned for oh i live in toronto toronto is renowned for sport you know sport is very popular in toronto a lot of people enjoy it you got every type of sport so these are just some good phrases to describe about where you live. Situated in, on, beside. Located in. Surrounded by. Renowned, famous, are known for. You could talk about it's a two-hour drive from somewhere else. Five-hour drive from the city. And there are just some really good ways to talk about where you are currently living. So my name is Ronan. I'm living in Kelowna, British Columbia, which is situated on Lake Okanagan. It is renowned for wine and vineyards. It is surrounded by nature. It's not a bad place to live. All right. Let's look at question number two. Question number two was, uh, it's one I often get asked. You know, I'm an immigrant. And as a filthy, hard-working immigrant, you get asked a lot of different questions. And first and foremost, why? Why did you move to Canada? 
Well, one, it's none of your freaking business why I don't say that. Well, maybe I would. If the person was aggressive, I might. Okay, focus. Sorry. Why did you move to Canada? This question I get asked a lot. I'm sure if you are living in Canada and you're listening to this podcast, you can probably relate. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast and you're an immigrant wherever you are, you can also relate. So there's a couple of different answers I have depending on who I'm talking to, you know? Like, when I was a kid, I remember my dad telling me stories about Canada. He he traveled here when um, before he met my mother, and he went hiking up in the Canadian Rockies. They drove a ladder around the place and everything like that. So, you know, I was kind of interested in that one uh, because of that story. And I just have a fascination for mountains. So in my family, we're very, very much an active family. We enjoy the outdoors. We enjoy nature, everything like that. And... Well, let's be honest, folks. Canada is pretty fucking beautiful. You know, there's so much to see here and so much to do. And in particular, this town I'm living in right now, Kelowna, there's mountains all around us. And this summer, mainly, well, one of the reasons is because of quarantine and COVID, I guess. Um, we stuck around locally and did a lot more local hikes. And it was so nice because every weekend there's a different trail to take. And, you know, you can do short ones or you can do long ones. Anyways, um, one of my main reasons was just solid adventure. One of the main reasons I moved to Canada was adventure. I just love trying something new. And I knew if I went to Canada, I was going to want to stay for a long, longer period of time than just a regular vacation or something. So I just absolutely love nature, love the outdoors, and love adventure. And... Vacations are one thing. Vacations are nice. But it doesn't give you enough time to really get immersed in the culture. To really get to know everything about the place you're going to. So when I moved to Canada, it was like I had a feeling it was going to be for a long period of time. So adventure is definitely one of the reasons why I moved to Canada. Um, I'm Irish, which means I am part of Generation Emigration. Generation Emigration. That's a term we use for the Irish people who basically have emigrated outside of the country, which is a lot of us. In Ireland, our greatest export is people, unfortunately. And um, yeah, there's just not a lot of jobs in Ireland, or there wasn't when I left, there still isn't. Um People say the country's getting better, but to be honest, that's just in Dublin City. If you live in the West, which is where I'm from, there's very few careers, you know, and that's the harsh reality. Like, I have a lot of friends who live all over the world right now. And here's the thing. For me, I was offered a job in Ireland, and I refused it. And even if they offered me more money or something, I still would have refused it because I love adventure. I just love exploring and doing new things. And I knew I did not want to live in Ireland. I knew I wanted to explore this new land and everything like that. So for me, it's not a problem. However, for a lot of my friends, it can be a problem and it is a problem. And they don't want to live abroad. They don't want to live in Australia, America, England, anywhere else. But they don't have a choice. And that's the worst thing about it. I came here by choice. A lot of people emigrate by necessity. 
you know. Um, First Nations culture is another one. Um, Growing up, when I was in high school, I studied uh, religion and I was really interested in tradition and world religions. And I did a lot of research on the um, Native Americans who are now in modern day USA, so North America. And um, I looked a little bit into the First Nations um, of North America, which is in modern day Canada. And I just love their culture. I think it is absolutely beautiful. I think more people should have their culture. And we won't talk, we won't go into detail about it now because it'll deserve its own podcast series. But I really wanted to um, like learn about First Nations culture and their uh, connection with nature and the land because an awful lot of it overlaps with Celtic culture as well now Celtic being very old Irish culture and I feel it's something that we're missing in Ireland and yeah so there was a lot of reasons and of course I need to be 100% honest like I said depending who I talk to I'll give different answers about why I moved to Canada but one of the main reasons was legal marijuana like let's be real I mean I knew Canada were, were, when I moved to Canada, it was illegal. It was like a gray area. Police didn't really give a damn about it. No one did. You could go to a shop and buy it, but they were all illegal places. I've always enjoyed marijuana. I've always enjoyed alcohol, everything like that. But marijuana has just been my go-to. It's, it's, I do, I like it more than I like alcohol. So when I found out that Canada was like on the cusp of legalizing, marijuana i was thinking i want to get there i want to see how this works i want to see what goes down because in ireland it's it's highly illegal and yeah i just don't enjoy the having to hide this aspect of your life so by moving to canada well there was no issues it was kind of like i'll just go to the shop and i'll buy it i'll pay my taxes for it Heck, I might even try to get a job in the industry and learn the industry, learn the best way to grow marijuana plants, for example. And so all of those reasons combined, like marijuana, nature, my dad telling me a story when I was a kid, adventure, jobs, generation emigration, First Nations culture, opportunity in general... All of those combined together to really push me and propel me to move to Canada. And it wasn't an easy decision. Like I had known for a long time I wanted to go. And I was living in Spain the year before I went. And I had met this amazing woman who thankfully shared the dream of moving to Canada. And when we met, we kind of hit it off by talking about moving to Canada like early on in the relationship and well long story short two dreams became one so that was um that made it easier I guess that I was going with someone someone who I had known for just over a year and had never lived with properly so that was a whole another adventure but the best way to get to know someone is to move country with them that'll that'll do it all right so why did I move to Canada all of those reasons I just said. <laughs> All right, um, let's have a look at question number three. What is your dream vacation? I had to think about this one because I got a lot of different answers, you know, a lot of different answers for that one. Um, 
it's COVID times. There is no big vacations right now. I've done a lot of mini vacations within Canada in the last couple of months. Like drive for four or five hours to a new town and just stay a couple of nights there, go camping, stuff like that. But let's talk about different types of holidays. One type of holiday that's really popular in Canada is the all-inclusive holiday. The all-inclusive holiday is where you go to somewhere like Mexico. So you buy your ticket for, let's just say, $1,200. You go to somewhere like Mexico. As soon as you board the plane, you don't really need to pay for anything. You get to the airport, you get on the shuttle bus, it brings you to your resort, which is on the beach. And when you're there, you get a tag, like a wristband, and you get on like all you can eat food and all you can drink. And that's it. So it's kind of like a lazy holiday where you sit on the beach and you relax and recover. Not gonna lie, when it's like December in Canada, and it's minus 20 and the wind is howling and you gotta spend nearly 15 minutes getting dressed to go outside because it's so cold and your shoelaces like have really thick shoelaces and everything that all-inclusive holiday sounds pretty goddamn appealing you know it sounds like geez this could be something i like where you just go to the a sun holiday on a beach and you don't need to fork out money when you're there So I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's not my dream holiday, but it's one I would like to do eventually. But I've never, ever done that type of holiday in my life. It's like against any type of holiday I've ever thought about doing in my life. I do enjoy my like adventure holidays where I'll go somewhere to go hiking, to just try something new, something adventurous, and to see like really old shit. I love looking at old things. Not old people, old buildings and everything. And that's what Canada is lacking. Aside from the First Nations culture, Canadian culture is lacking history. It's lacking the depth. Like if you go to Ireland, I guarantee you in my house, there's probably something in my house that's older than the country of Canada, like modern-day Canada. Canada's a baby, like 154 years old or 52 years old or something like that. It's, it's not very old. But in Ireland, it's an ancient country. So my types of holidays, my favorite types will be ones where I explore local traditions, local cultures, local food. I would avoid hotels. I prefer to stay in hostels because you really get to know the area. If you stay in a hostel, you go to a hotel, you're... Alright, if you go to a hotel, you gotta pay for food in every restaurant you go to three times a day unless you eat in the hotel. Me, I prefer hostels because if you go to a hostel... You you can pay like what well, like you you usually have a kitchen in the hostel. So you don't need to go to a restaurant. You can go to a supermarket, buy some food and whip up a nice dinner for a quarter of the price. So for me, my holidays have always been kind of frugal holidays where I've been wise with my money and I've spent my money on other things that instead of like accommodation. I don't know about you. I don't know if you've ever been to a hostel. But they're beautiful. There's a lot of pros and cons to hostels. But in my experience, the pros severely outweigh the cons for a hostel. 
I, I think I've released the other podcast where I did um, English with Kate, like EnglishAnywhere.de with Kate. Um, we spoke about hostels very briefly. You should try to find it. It's one of the authentic English conversation series. Um, it's in the list. But yeah, I just really enjoy adventure holidays and holidays where I explore the local customs, traditions, culture, food, dance, music scene, everything like that. Part of me wants to do an all-inclusive holiday to a beach, to a resort, but I bet after a day or two days I'd be bored. You know, I'm not really into the whole let's lie down and relax and take a nap thing. That's kind of boring as far as I'm concerned. Anyways, um, that was question number three. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was a catch-up with Ronin7. I only answered three questions here, but you know, I tried to do it in a bit of detail. Okay, I lied. I wrote some notes before I did it, so it's not 100% off the top of my head. Please don't give out to me for doing that. Um, I hope you learned something important here. I hope you learned something valuable that will help you in your language learning journey. Um, This was part one. A catch-up at Ronan 8 is going to be part 2, where I have a couple of more questions. And the questions are, are you going to get hitched anytime soon? Watching any series? Um, the other one was, how many cups of coffee do you drink? Oh boy. Uh, what is the best way to put your feet up? And how do we use the word fancy in a sentence? So make sure you stay tuned for a catch-up at Ronan 8. Because they're the questions I'm going to be answering. And uh, yeah, overall, my name is Ronan. This is the English on the Road podcast. This particular episode belongs to a series called A Catch Up with Ronan. And if you liked it, please share it with a friend. If you didn't like it, please share it with all your various enemies. Um, If you have any questions, you can direct message me on Instagram. You can email me. All the information is in the description eslontheroad at gmail.com website coming soon transcripts coming soon guys I'm not gonna lie I'm super excited for what like December January February holds for this podcast because we're taking it to the next level big news coming soon can't wait anyways stay tuned for a catch up at Ronan 8 where we're gonna talk about more or I'm gonna answer more questions that y'all sent me take care